Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 Are you spending too much time managing your Airbnb guest communications? With Aviva IQ's easy-to-use automated messaging service, your guest communications go on autopilot so you can go back to living your life. Get your free Aviva IQ account at www.avivaiq.com. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to rent out a private room on Airbnb, how to optimize it, how to do really well as a host, and have invited a very experienced host from Austin who quit his job in 2015, was looking to make a little bit extra money and started out renting out two spare rooms in his house. And now he's turned to full Airbnb entrepreneur. He's writing an ebook as well to help other houses. So I'm very excited to be talking to Nathan Rice. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jasper. I'm fired up to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Austin, great location. Austin, Texas, man. Lots of barbecue tourism here. <laughs> and Austin plays a major role in the story of Airbnb. I've noticed I saw a picture of you in an article that was posted on the travel.hostly.com where you were sitting on the couch and you had the, the Airbnb story, the book on the table. Yep, certainly. You know, the founders of Airbnb were about to quit. They were about to throw in the towel and this was kind of their last hurrah. They came to Austin, Texas for South by Southwest, a huge festival here. And they kind of piloted it. And that's where things turned around for Airbnb. And, you know, you and I were kind of chatting about this earlier, who knows where any of us would be had they not come to Austin, Texas. So definitely worth a visit. Yeah, I talk about the Airbnb story quite a bit, because, you know, these guys were so persistent. I think a lot of people would have given up already, you know, after two years, they still didn't get much traction. And so yeah, you're right, if they would have given up, imagine this whole Airbnb thing wouldn't have existed. Thank goodness. I think I read somewhere that the VCs called them cockroaches because they just wouldn't go away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's really funny. Let's talk about your story, man. I think it's inspiring. You lost your job. Unfortunate situation, of course, but then you managed to turn it around and actually yeah. something better came out of it, which is, I always love these type of stories. You know, Steve Jobs, he always said, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. And, you know, when something like that happens, you lose your job. Obviously, it must be quite stressful, but then a few years later, you look back and you're probably thinking, damn, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, most certainly. And by the way, Jasper, I really appreciate how you introduced me as quitting my job. But no, the truth is, I lost my job. It was the beginning of January 2015, and you know, I had moved to Austin, Texas from the San Francisco Bay Area. I was living in San Francisco. Came down here for a lot of opportunity for work because there's tons of jobs here. and lost my job in January 2015 and I was just, you know, kind of trying to figure it out, what am I going to do next? And I remember, you know, being in the Bay Area, reading about, you know, a lot of startups and such. 
And it just kind of popped into my mind. There's this company, Airbnb, that Ashton Kutcher had invested in, (laughs) of all people. And it was called Airbnb, and people were renting out spaces inside of their home by the night. And so the South by Southwest Festival was coming up within the next month or two. And, you know, I turned to my wife, I said, Julie, would you be open to having complete strangers come inside our home for a few days at a time? And thankfully, she said yes, because it's changed our lives, both of us. I eventually did get a job later that year, and everything worked out in the end. But, you know, over time, I was able to really perfect my listings to where I was spending hardly any time on them whatsoever. And really, the only interactions I was having with my guests were personal interactions. We're not talking about, you know, here's how you open the door and here's how you navigate to your room and here's how to use the coffee maker and stuff like that. We're having real conversations about life and, you know, where people have traveled and and stuff like that. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it to the point where now I'm actually about to publish a course called the Airbnb course, and it's going to teach people, other hosts out there, how to bring more hospitality into their listings. So definitely changed my life for the better. And you're right, you can't, in January 2015, I didn't know, you know, <laughs> that all this was going to happen, but definitely changed life for the better. Awesome. And you're a super host. I see you have almost 400 reviews. That's quite a lot in just, what is it, like two and a half, three years? Yeah. Um, You've always listed private rooms, right? Yeah. So the first two years that we hosted, we've got a three-bedroom house. And so two of those rooms, actually, we had running as separate listings. And then my daughter was born. And so we have a rental property here in town. And one of our tenants was moving out. So we went in there, you know, did a rehab on the entire inside of the unit, furnished it, and put that on Airbnb. And now I have four listings here in Austin, Texas that I'm operating the other three I went out and got master leases on and furnished those, and those are also outside of my home. So I figured no guest would want to hear a, a screaming infant during their reservation, so we just turned it off here at the house. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's talk mostly about the private rooms. I, I've never hosted. Yeah. Uh, you know, they call it, uh, there's a term for that when you're a room versus an, an entire place. I can't forget what people call it now. But... Home sharing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I think that's the term you're looking for. Home I've, sharing. Oh, no, there's, there's this older term, like a hosted host. It means oh, that. hosted host. Yeah, that's what they call it. It means that, you, okay. uh, that you're sharing your your space with your guests. And obviously, there's different things to keep in mind when you're sharing a space with guests versus when you're renting out an entire unit. I really want to pick your brain on, you know, what have you learned? What are the most important advice that you have for the listeners? Yeah, I would definitely say to focus on the guest experience. I wasn't born knowing how to do hospitality. I I did a lot of studying and and picked some things up along the way. Just looking at other businesses, Chick-fil-A is a pretty big brand here in the U.S., kind of fast food brand. And one of the things I noticed from them is anytime I said thank you to them, they would say my pleasure back. They wouldn't say, oh, you're welcome. No problem. Nothing like that. It was my pleasure. And it just felt really good. So I started saying that to my guests and noticed, you know, things were, you know, just a little bit lighter, a little bit more hospitable to the guests. So if you're a host out there, you can borrow things from other industries, other businesses, just kind of think about how you feel while you're experiencing an experience with another business. And if it makes you feel good, see, how can I apply that to my hosting? How can I treat my guests a little bit better? And so that's one of the things that I think really helps 
show the hospitality and improve the guest experience for the guest. But the other thing is, it's really easy to just tell a guest something once when they ask. But having a an outstanding and very detailed house manual can be really critical to not only your guests, but to you to save your time. And so one of the things that I did is I developed this house manual and I put videos inside of it. So I would take a selfie video with my iPhone, you know, a video on how to use the coffee maker, how to use, you know, different appliances in the house, the washer and dryer. I had myself on the video for like 10 seconds saying, hi, you know, I'm Nathan and, and this is Julie and so on. And welcome to our home out front. And then I would open the door, introduce them to the dogs and kind of give them a video tour of the inside of the house. That way, you know, your guests are going into a stranger's house, you know? Yes, you're a stranger <laughs> when you're hosting your guests. And so they're going into a stranger's house and they've told me that it made me more approachable to them. They knew that they could ask me questions. They knew, you know, where to go in the house after seeing that video. If you're a host out there, it's just these little things that you can do to really beef up the guest experience and make sure that you're getting great reviews. Your guests are having a great time in your city. As a result of that, also, you're spending less time dealing with the same issues over and over and over. Because, you know, trust me, after 24 months of hosting people in the house, you hear the same questions over and over again. And I, I didn't feel like teaching somebody how to use the coffee maker was a good use of anybody's time. I preferred to have the coffee with the guest and talk to them about, you know, where I've been in my travels, where they've been in theirs. And so you can just engage more when you're not having these kind of routine conversations, you know, about your house with your guests. Awesome. I was looking at your pictures and I saw something that I've never seen before. And I think it's a really good idea. You got a private message from one of your guests who is very enthusiastic about the experience at your Airbnb. And you oh, decided Mark. to take yeah, you decided to take a screenshot of this message and you've put it as your second picture in your listing. Yep, I sure did. Yeah. Mark, man, that guy used to work for the Ritz Carlton. He's a professional chef, luxury hospitality veteran for over twenty five years. And he stayed with us. And I just asked him, I go, hey, Mark, you know, you're a professional. Why did you choose our listing? And oh, so here's another thing that hosts out there can do. It's really easy just to ask your guests, you know, one, why did you choose my listing? They've got hundreds, probably maybe thousands of options out there of, you know, cities to go to and then listings within your city to choose from. Why did they choose your listing? And then you can really play up those things in your, in your listing description. So I like to ask people every once in a while. Why'd you choose the listing? And, and that's what he said. He said, you know, it was obvious because this guy, you know, he's kind of like you, Jasper. He goes to tons of Airbnbs. He said it was obvious from looking at hundreds and hundreds of Airbnbs that you guys take a lot of time and put a lot of thought and care and that your guest experience was going to be excellent. So, yeah, I took a snapshot of it. And thankfully, Airbnb hasn't uh, removed it from my listing yet or, or shut <laughs> me down. <laughs> you know, I thank you. I, I think it was a good idea. So... Yeah, and what's even better is that now that Airbnb shows multiple pictures on the front page of your listing, so now mm -hmm. I'm looking at your listing right now, I see your first picture is beautiful as well, the bedroom looks really nice, but then also I, I can't look at your listing without reading that message because it's just so in my face. That's a really appealing, of course, when somebody writes a message like that and somebody who is experienced in the hospitality business, so I think that's something that I might steal from you in the future. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, feel free, feel free. <laughs> Hosts, I am having so much fun running my Airbnb and hosting travelers from all around the world. 
I have to admit though, ensuring my guests receive all the details about their stay on time can be stressful and overwhelming. Recently, I learned about a cool new service called Aviva IQ. Aviva IQ automates, personalizes, and delivers my guest communications automatically, so I don't have to. Now I can relax knowing my guests are informed and happy. Did I mention Aviva IQ is free? Get your life back at www.avivaiq.com. I notice you, you're quite creative with your photo section. Actually, you have a very nicely designed little floor plan. I see you put your Wi-Fi speed up there. So you definitely gave that some thought. Yeah. So there's another one that's on there too. I don't think it's been talked about on the show. It's a Google Street View screenshot of the street where the listing is. I blur out you know, any kind of identifying information so we don't upset Airbnb. But it always amazes me how many guests would ask me, how far is your listing from this place or that place? Or you know, what part of town is your listing in? When there's clearly, <laughs> there's clearly a map at the bottom of the listing, right? But any host who's even hosted you know, one guest knows not every guest reads, right? So what I decided to do is put this screenshot of the street view on the listing itself. And it says, hey, you know, look up, you know, the whip in Austin, Texas. There's only one the whip in. It's not like I'm saying, hey, look up Starbucks. So you look up that address and then it kind of teaches guests how to travel, how to figure out which listing is best for them. And, you know, if they don't choose my listing, that's fine. It's really my mission, even through my listings, to make sure that guests have the best guest experience. And that includes, you know, being able to disqualify a listing that's just not going to work for them geographically, even if it's mine. Yeah, absolutely. I, I used to do uh, this thing where I would go on Google Maps and I would, you know, select my address, not exactly my address, but kind of like right by it so that just like you said so that people can't figure out the actual address and then yeah. i would put in like the most popular tourist distractions and i would put the directions in google maps and then click on the little guy so it shows the walking distance because you know there's one oh, there's, there's yeah. one thing saying like oh yeah it's close to all the tourist attractions i think it's always better to kind of show people just with the wi-fi speed right you can say i have fast yeah. wi-fi but actually showing them hey this is the speed or showing them like hey according to google it's five minute walk to the right. museum or the park or whatever it may be, I think that's more powerful than to just say it in your listing. And like you said, you're, you're right. A lot of people don't read the description, right? So communicating those things in your photo gallery is a very, very good idea. Well, I might steal that one from you, Jasper. That, I think <laughs> that one trumps mine. A little, little, <laughs> little upgrade from mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, go for it. You know, one thing that I was wondering about as well, you have a very young daughter in your home. Does that raise any concerns when you're hosting guests? Well, you know, Jasper, she was born January 24th, 2017, and we actually had a guest in our home while we were in the hospital. <laughs> Luckily, you know, you're in the hospital for a few days after that kind of thing. And so the guest checked out on her own. But we actually, we stopped hosting in our home because of our daughter. I guess your question was more like, you know, with guests coming into the home, am I worried for my daughter? And for that perspective, no, I wasn't because I've been hosting for two years with two rooms going. So, I mean, that's 20 reservations per month for 24 months. I know the type of people that are coming into my home. I wasn't worried about my daughter at all. But the reason we stopped is because I... I mean, if I'm a guest in somebody's house, I don't want to hear, you know, a three-week-old screaming her head off in the middle of the night. So for my guest's sake, I turned off the listings and, and we haven't been hosting in our house since. Got it. That's where we moved to doing the four properties outside of the home. Got it. 
when you're renting out two rooms, then sometimes you have, you know, you have a guest staying in one room and you have a guest staying in the other room. Do you communicate that to your guests? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We put it in the listing description for both and it was never, never an issue. We let them know that, hey, you guys are going to share a bathroom with each other. Julie and I, we didn't use that bathroom. We've, we've got an extra one downstairs. Only the guests would use the bathroom. And luckily, there was never any kind of scheduling conflicts or anything like that with the bathroom. So yeah, everybody knew what they were getting into before they clicked, you know, reserve and paid some money. <laughs> Do guests typically interact with each other a lot? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't know, about a year and a half ago, we had an elderly woman here. She was, you know, mid 60s or so for a couple weeks. And at the same time, for a couple weeks, we had a lady from out of state who was here doing some sort of internship at a veterinarian office down the street. And so the two of them got along really well to where the elderly lady, her son lives here in town, and she went and like grabbed her bike from her son's garage, brought it over to the house for the young lady out of state to use on her internship. So yeah, they interact with each other. Awesome. Do you have any negative experiences at all or has it been a completely smooth ride? Oh, it's been completely smooth. No problems at all. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> 400 reviews and not, you yeah. know, never anything happened. Yeah. No, I mean, okay. I haven't had anything terrible happen. No, like no parties or, you know, people ruining my couch or nothing like that. Little things, right? You know, there was a time when I came home and the back door to my patio was ajar. It was slightly open. I called the guest because I knew he was the only one in the house. And I said, you know, you got to lock the doors. And he replied that he thought it was an automatic locking door. And I go, well, sir. <laughs> automatic <laughs> you, locking you, door? <laughs> well, we do have an, a door lock that locks all by itself on the front door. So after 30 seconds, after you unlock it, it automatically engages the deadbolt. But the door has to be closed for that to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, if you leave it open, so, it's not going to It's not gonna just after 10 seconds say, oh, okay, well, you know, close by itself automatically. Yeah, yeah. It won't close by itself, but, you know, some locks will automatically lock. And so that's kind of funny, but, you know, it could have been a bad experience, right? Somebody could have gotten into my home. And so I just asked Airbnb that they not allow him to book my place again. Hmm. Did you call them or... Yeah, I called them. And, you know, at the time, this is probably six months into hosting. So mid 2015, they didn't have any functionality to say, you know, don't show this listing from this host to this guest. I don't know if they have that functionality now, but it's notated on our accounts and he's from Europe. So, I, you know, we don't get return guests really from uh, out of the country. <laughs> right. Got it. Do you have any other advice that you want to share? We've covered the big ones, you know, as long as hosts out there are considering adding something to the listing or making a change to the listing, just consider not so much how is this going to improve my experience as a host, but how is this going to affect the guest experience? There are some things I'm sure that we do that are more of a pain in the butt for us, but it makes things super easy for the guest. And that's perfectly fine because that's what's going to get you the great, you know, five-star reviews over and over again. And so I created an ebook that I would like to give to the listeners and they can get it if they go to get.theairbnbcourse.com forward slash G-P-F-Y-P. That's G-E-T dot T-H-E-A-I-R-B-N-B-C-O-U-R-S-E dot com forward slash G-P-F-Y-P. 
it's a new book that I'd like to give to your listeners. You know, for the new ones, know how much you'll earn, how to automate the listings. You kind of get some of your time back, making the space guest ready, tips on how to take great photos, how to have a reliable cleaner and handyman, some tips on a digital house manual, and some advice on under-promising and over-delivering. So hopefully some of your listeners will get some value out of that free ebook. Awesome. I also read something about putting like labels on, on everything. Oh, man. The guests love that. So I have to give that idea to my wife, Julie. She's a lot smarter than me, and she comes up with these awesome ideas sometimes, and it just blows me away, especially how many guests mention the labels in our reviews. So we just bought you know, a $20 label maker from Target, and we put labels on cabinets. We put labels on light switches. We've got, I call it a creepy door. I always try to to let people know that, hey, this is the door to the attic. It's a million degrees here in Texas in the summer, so please keep it closed. Well, people would open it thinking, you know, who knows, maybe they're curious and they would leave it open. (laughs) So I put a lock on it. Now it's a creepy door, right? Like it's this little door. It's smaller than normal. It's like four feet high and it's locked. So, you know, what's going on in there? So I put a label on that saying, hey, this is just the attic. Let's keep, you know, the hot air out and the cold air in. (laughs) And so we've gotten so many good responses from our guests because, you know, think about it. If you're, Not so much when you're going into a listing like yours, Jasper, right, where they have the entire place, like they're fine to look through every single thing. And, you know, there's no you know, apprehension about that. But when you're going into somebody's house and the host is there, they may be in the other room. A lot of guests feel uncomfortable just rifling through all the cabinets in the kitchen, you know, even though they're just looking for a water glass. At some point, we realized that there was this discomfort. And so Julie came up with this idea, well, why don't we label all the cabinets so people know where the water glasses are? It's been huge. And I would definitely recommend that to all hosts out there. These little things can have a pretty big impact on the experience and it doesn't have to cost a a lot of money. By the way, I remember one time I was in Paris, I was renting an Airbnb and this was an entire place, but the host had this one room that was his bedroom and he didn't want he didn't want us to go inside, but it wasn't locked. So, you know, he said, okay, well, this, you know, this, this is the apartment. This is this room. This is that room. And, you know, this is my bedroom. It's not locked, but just, you know, please don't, don't go into this room. And as soon as he leaves, you know, you kind of have this urge, this curiosity yeah. where you just kind of like, kind of want to peek inside, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for sure. That's just funny. Awesome, Absolutely. dude. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. You know, good luck with all your Airbnbs and your ebook. I'm definitely going to download it and uh, see if I can steal some other ideas from you. You know, hopefully some of the listeners will download it as well. Yeah, if I'm ever in Austin, I'll, I'll come over and we'll have some barbecue. Yeah, let's get some Salt Lake. <laughs> That's the, the best barbecue experience in Central Texas, probably all of Texas. Awesome. I'm looking forward. it. Nathan, thanks so much. And to the listeners, thanks for listening. And of course, on Friday, we're going to be talking about the news. So make sure you don't miss it. I'll see you then. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.